Welcome to the Intelligent and Lazy Investor, where we help you start investing intelligently and lazily. Running you through the five things the smart money is doing that the dumb money is not. The fourth of those things is to start before you study. And so focus investing as an amateur, which we've talked about to this point, is absolutely accessible to you if you decide that it is. And there are some really uncomfortable realities that we need to confront as a result of that fact. With technology where it is, with the dissemination of information and investing where it is, the tools that create quote unquote white privilege or make someone quote unquote the man now have zero to do with race or gender. The only real hurdle at this point is internal and the only obstacle is fear. To experience this fear at its foundation, just ask yourself one question. What is keeping me from buying one share of one company within the next half hour? And calmly observe all of the scared shitless objections that shoot to the surface of your skull. Frequently made excuses include... I'm not intelligent enough. I haven't studied an economic history. I don't understand financial theory. I am not an affluent Caucasian from Connecticut. My parents didn't prepare me. I don't have enough time. One of my teachers when I was nine told me I was bad at math. Ultimately, it boils down to I need more information. I'm not ready. And let me be perfectly clear on something. Until you have five to 10 years of experience, reading books is the last thing that you need. And if you look at really any area of your life where you're good at what you do and where you actually are good enough and proficient enough that you can help somebody else to be where you are, if you think about that and if you think that somebody came to you desperate and they really needed your help at that thing, if you told them in that moment, you know, go read this and that book, that would be a fuck you and a death sentence to their aspirations in that area and you know it. It's the same thing with investing. And one of the things that I like to think about on this subject is investing is just like kindergarten. On your first day of school, be it preschool, kindergarten, what have you, what did you do? Did you put how to win friends and influence people on flashcards and study it in the bathroom? Or did you just walk into the sandbox and say hello and make mistakes and meet people and learn by doing, evolving ever so slowly, but importantly, through experience? That's what you have to do with people. And it's the same way with money. You just have to do it. And you cannot hide on the sidelines, you know, over consuming theory as an adequate substitute. It's just not the way that this or really anything else works. And so Stephen Pressfield, who wrote a book called The War of Art, which is basically a book about procrastination that was written by a writer who was procrastinating writing a book, nailed the causality of this when he said, act, then reflect, act, then reflect, never act and reflect at the same time. Acting in this context is putting money into investments Seeing what happens, seeing what happens to you on an emotional level, on a psychological level when those stocks are bouncing up and down, and then making decisions as best you can despite those panicked states of greed and fear. 
reflection is when you look back on those experiences, the wins, the lessons, and you make adjustments. The problem here is that everybody has these these books that everybody needs to read, thousands and thousands of pages of tutelage and theory that you're supposed to read before you do the first thing, which people will never end. And that just aids in a bachelor procrastination. So they never take action. And if you've never taken action, there's nothing for you to actually reflect upon. And so naturally here, the problem is not incompetence or any aspect of your identity that you're using it as an excuse for why you can't start, why you can't thrive here. It's just simply paralysis. The only antidote is experience. And so the best thing that you can do, the that first milestone, that all-important milestone that you want to reach is to become a 10-year veteran as soon as possible. There's two ways for you to do this. You can invest a decade. You can start on the spot and take action for 10 years, reflecting along the way when you need to course correct. And 10 years from now, you'll be you'll be a veteran and you'll have you'll be able to take action on this from a from a vastly superior position of experience and and success and lessons than somebody who is just sitting around reading a professorial amount of theory. And the second way is to invest in a mentor who can shave a decade off of your learning curve, who's read all the books, who's done all the experiments, who's gotten the outcome for themselves and duplicated that outcome for other people. Valuing books over human beings, over coaches, is Joey Public's absolute worst mistake on the subject of investing. And particularly as an aspiring investor, you are so vulnerable to this mistake. And so one of the questions that I ask myself, and really in any area that you're good, you probably are asking yourself this question too, is how do I help somebody shave a decade off of their goal, in this case, retirement age, by helping them shave a decade off of their learning curve, in this case, as an investor? And if you're not surrounded by people who are thinking on that level, I highly suggest that you go out of your way to start, unless you're happy to just heavily engage in a high stakes decade long game of trial and error. And so my client, Jen epitomizes this where when I met her, she had been talking about and really effectively visualizing why you should invest in some of the companies that have run roughshod over the rest of the world for the last 20 years. But the problem was she had been unable to go from, creatively and strategically thinking about this, where she's extraordinarily gifted in terms of anticipating trends and then figuring out the companies that are going to ride those trends to then actually taking all of that analysis and doing something practical with it. And so when we spoke, she was pointing to examples with quite tight analysis on the mistakes that she'd made, the insights that she's had and the mistakes that she'd made, where she'd been watching companies like Oracle rise for more than two decades while just sitting on the sidelines. And you're confronted if that's the trap that you're in, and maybe that's the trap that you're in right now, or you can tell that as things are going to go, that's how it's going to be. You're going to say, I would have, could have, should have invested in Netflix. She was confronting the opportunity cost of being so incredibly right in terms of her instincts, but having nothing to show for it both in terms of making money, there's a seven-figure opportunity cost or more of not taking action on successful investments over a 20-year period. And also just psychologically and emotionally of feeling unaccomplished 
and stuck in an area where you're actually wired to be good and you can point to reasons why. And so for her, she was as mired in analysis paralysis where this had grown into a gorilla in her mind as anyone that I've ever seen. But once she stopped studying and thinking about it and actually took action based on incomplete information, and that's what investing is, is taking bold action despite incomplete information. Every single investor, every single entrepreneur, every single artist, really anyone who's doing something in all likelihood that you seriously admire is they're confronting exactly the same problem. Once she brought herself to that point and she did that, she immediately started taking bold action and made a couple of focus investments in some companies that have been among the most successful of the last couple of years. But much more importantly, especially in her case, than, than the money byproduct was that she went from feeling paralyzed and kind of de-energized and defeated by this to feeling like it was fun and to feeling victorious and to wanting to learn more about it, but from a position of experience rather than just facing down a never ending wall of leather bound books that you feel like you have to read before you can actually do something. And so if you need help getting from overwhelm and paralysis to simplicity and action, that takes us to the last thing that the smart money is doing that the dumb money is not. And that is to try this at home, but not alone. And that's the subject of the next episode. If what I've just uttered resonated with you utterly, then please review this podcast, subscribe to the podcast and share it with somebody in your life who's been talking about investing forever. You know, I should have invested in Netflix 10 years ago. How did you miss that idea, etc. but has done profound quantities of nothing. Share this with them and try and get it so that the people in your life, just like the people in mine, helping people step into bold action despite incomplete information. And if you're at a point where you're feeling driven to upgrade from consuming information to acquiring experience, then I would also invite you to check out findfatfish.com. This podcast is brought to you by Find Fat Fish, popping people stock cherries since 2010.